0: Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast interview series sponsored by Meyer Windows, Doors, and More. They're a local family owned business that specializes in replacement windows, patio doors, and front entry doors, offering a wide variety of product lines and professional installation at straightforward pricing. Visit MeyerCincinnati.com for a free estimate. That's M E Y E R Cincinnati.com. For all your window and entry door improvements now here's our interview with bearcat wing and grad student john newman the third john newman welcome to the bearcat tip off talk podcast this is alex mecha man what's going on bro
1: man just chilling chilling enjoying life man can't complain appreciate you having
0: me oh absolutely man i always love uh catching up with you after practice man we have some good conversations definitely
1: Definitely. You you always you always can teach me something, man. So I, lo- I love I love when you're there, man. I always Thank learn something.
0: Thank you, man. If I can impart some some knowledge, some ha- I call it hand-me-down knowledge because somebody gave it to me. I'm just passing it down, man. Now now your job is to pass it to the next person, right? Yes, sir. Each one teach one. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So hey, let me jump into this. Um first off, I want to define leadership. So the definition for leadership is the action of leading a group of people or an organization. Mm-hmm. I look at you, John, as the leader of this basketball program and, and you know, there are many ways to lead a basketball team. You can lead vocally, you can lead by example, or you can do both. What's your leadership style and where does it come from? Um, I say, uh,
1: my leadership style is more so by example. Um, I think the vocal part is something I'm still trying to figure out and find my way with cuz I'm not like a I'm a I'm a big talker like just in life but sometimes like when I'm doing things I'm so focused on like what I can what I can do to be the best at it in that moment that I might not say a lot of words but I'm trying to be the example physically. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's um that's really my leadership style and um What was the second part of your question? I'm sorry.
0: Where does that leadership style come from?
1: Um, Yeah, I think my leadership style comes from my dad. Um, He's been the example for me throughout my whole life, just showing me how to be a man, you know, and and really what it is to be a leader, you know, he's the leader of our household and that just, you know, sometimes it comes with like making tough decisions or doing things that you don't necessarily feel like doing, but you know you have to do because you got to support a family. It's kind of the same thing in basketball. Like, it, it, it would be days where I don't feel like I have it all, but I still got to go hard. I guess I still got to carry myself in a way that can be an example for other people because, you know, they're, they're looking at me. That's what people tell me. They're looking at me without realize it or not. So, um, but I, I feel like a lot of my leadership qualities come from my dad.
0: And like you said, I man, there's so many great life lessons in sport, right? It translates to real life situations. Now you said a challenging part for you in leadership is leading vocally. Um, has West Miller challenged you on that?
1: Yes, yes, he has. He has. Um, just making just making it known like what he needs to hear from me and like what our team needs to hear. I feel like, and that's not to say I, I'm not I'm not vocal, but the just the way that I'm vocal, I'm vocal in more of a a quiet way. Like you might not always see it. I'm more of, I like I pull guys to the side. And and have conversations more so than just like blurt things out in the whole team. Um, and I was I was kind of that way in school growing up too, you know. Um, I would have conversations with my teachers about certain problems, and I I might even know the answer when they ask it, but I would I would never really say it out loud all the time. So maybe that's something I that's definitely something I need to uh, continue to challenge myself with, just I guess uh being more uncomfortable with my leadership. So
0: yeah. And it's just part of the maturation process. You know, everybody learns differently. Everybody has a different style. And, um, and listen, I I, I said at the start of this, I look at you as the leader of this basketball program. Do you look at yourself as the leader? I do. I do. Um, I definitely do.
1: But part of me, I, part of me feels like I want everyone to, to, to lead, you know, cause there, there are ways that in my leadership that I lack and I need to be led. So, um, I think a part of leadership is is surrendering a little bit and allowing other people to lead you as well. So mm-hmm. um I like to see myself as a leader, definitely.
0: I, I I love what you just said right there. So who would you say is the vocal leader of the group? Um our vocal leader. I think that honestly, I think that's something we're still trying to
1: find. And should to be told, it probably starts with me, you know, because like I said, I am um the leader on this team, I know guys look for, look to me and, you know, I, I do have a lot of experience. So I feel like kind of, like I said earlier, that's something I got to continue to challenge myself to do and continue to force myself to be, to be uncomfortable. So that we, I can grow and then this team can take another step.
0: And like you say, I mean, you, you're, you're a veteran and actually you're, you're West really your West's first commit to UC. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he's got a lot of faith in you. And I think as you guys, you guys got all, we've talked about this. You guys have all the pieces. I feel like you have the pieces to make a deep run in March. And so maybe that vocal leadership is something that'll help you guys get over the hump that when it comes time for the NCAA tournament, you guys can make that big run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. I think so too. I think so too. I think we got to continue to, to do what we know we need to do. Um, and kind of like you said, kind of, outside of like not even just X's and O's, um, you know, I, I know what I need to do. So, yep, I think I kind of take that responsibility on. So I appreciate you telling me that.
0: Yeah. And, and I just want to I want to say this last piece and I'll pass it off to JT. I want to give you your flowers real quick. Um, As I think Bearcat fans look at this basketball team. And I think a lot of people and, and myself included, JT and Neil will tell you the same thing we were concerned going in that first year with the big 12 mm-hmm. this is the first year for the program, big 12's got so many teams in the top 25. It's like, man, we could lose every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that potential to happen. Um, but honestly, you guys, I believe have exceeded expectations. And I want to say a lot of that falls on you, John. Um, you are the glue to the basketball team. I've said that on the podcast many of times, <clears throat> I think when it's all said and done, Uh, When you guys make that run to the Final Four this year, right? Yes, sir. (laughs) When you guys make that run, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people will look back at you, John, as a true Bearcat. And and there's something to be said about that. Because if you look in the past, guys like Gary Clark, Trey Scott, they Mm -hmm. were blues to the UC Bearcat basketball program. And they're held in such a high esteem. And I think when it's all said and done, John, you will be held in that same esteem. So keep it up, man. And uh, you're the glue, man. I want to give you your flowers.
1: Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. That's that's a uh, those, that's those names are good company to be to be uh, associated with. So I appreciate that.
0: No doubt. JT. hope
2: yep, JT Smith here. John, how you doing, man? Uh, doing good, man. Good. Yeah, that's something to piggyback off what me said. Me, Neil and me talk about that all the time, man, like you've kind of etched yourself into that Bearcat lore. Um, so just we want to give your flowers and respect for that. Um, no matter how the game goes, even at, throughout the rest of the year, you definitely, uh, it's something that we talk about it. And people talk about around camp, like talking about the pod and everything. Like it's something I always hear. So I just want to get your flowers um, on the record, you know, so that's some stuff some people don't give. So we want to def- definitely show some love there. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. No problem. And then I'm I'm throwing a curveball a little bit on my question, so it'll be a little bit different from what from what meech asked. Um, my question is: What are your non uh, non basketball related goals as far as career goes? Career goals. Yep. Um,
1: whew, that's a great question. Um, my career, uh, just to. So you're saying like my career, a career outside of basketball,
2: outside of basketball. Yep. Outside yeah. of basketball. I would interest you. Um, if, you know, once you put the basketball down, what are some, some things, it could be multiple things too. It don't have to be just one thing, but
1: yeah. Um, so my ultimate goal is to be in a management position with an NBA team. Okay. You know, I want to be able to call some shots. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'd be good at it. And I feel like, um, you know, being a, I, I want to be in a space where I can, like, talk to people and network and, and meet people because um, I am a – I got my undergrad from Clemson in sports communication. So – and I actually learned a lot from that. So I want to be able to utilize that in some kind of way. Um, uh, But, yeah, that's my ultimate goal, man. Just I want to get in a management position. I want to stay around the game because I've been so blessed over the years to to be blessed from, you know, everything that basketball has given me. You know, it's provided an awesome life for me. And um, I feel like that would be like my way of giving back. And with that, I just, you know, that'd be my career. And I just want to provide for my family excessively, you know, give my family and those around me that I love opportunity, create opportunities, and um, just put everyone that I love in position, you know, to succeed. So it's like my ultimate goal in life and my career.
2: So with the management side of, going to the management side, if you know, if you're lucky enough to do that, Somebody with your work ethic, I, I would bet on you being able to be very good at that. Was that something that you kind of, I don't know, understood or something that you kind of seeked out when you were younger, like before you came to college? Or is that something that kind of as you are going through this journey, you kind of picked up and said, this interests me and it's something I, I want to do once, you know, basketball is over? Man, it,
1: it, honestly, man, it came later on. It's uh, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> When I was younger, <laughs> I used to <laughs> be like, I'm bad on myself.
2: This is about to be great. I can tell how uh, you about to answer this.
1: What do you like? You asking, did I want to be this when I was younger? I did not. I wanted to be a
2: daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
1: I, I would see I would see people like going off these uh these big ramps on the motorcycles and going over cars. I wouldn't do something like that when I got older.
2: So you want to be evil Knievel?
0: I want to be evil Hey John, there's still time. You could make that happen, bro. Still, I don't think my body would appreciate that, man. Is that gonna
2: be, that gonna be a side hustle for you?
1: Maybe, maybe give me hustle. Oh, yeah. So if you look to see a,
2: a flyer <laughs> in the next few years, we will be like, hold
1: on. That's what
2: I knew. <laughs> hey, knew he got like a cape on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but, uh, man, I wouldn't say it's something that I thought about growing up, man. I I, I think it's more recently that I mm-hmm. kind of had that realization, just realizing, like, I just look around. I'm like, wow, I know a lot of people in sports, you know, like I said earlier, how basketball I was like, bless me with the opportunity to do certain things. It's allowed me a lot of like to meet a lot of people and shake hands with a lot of just awesome people that, um, are willing to help me. And then I just, um, I just really love, you know, talking to people getting to know people and, you know, they, they always say like, it's not, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, I feel like, um, it's being in a field like that is a perfect opportunity to just expand your network. So as I got older, I realized the importance of that. And that's kind of where I had my relations, probably like, probably honestly, like a couple of years ago, which is kind of crazy. And you, you grew up your whole life, everybody's like, so what do you want to do? I really didn't really know. I didn't really have a plan B. And to be honest, I still don't. But like, that's kind of the field I can see myself going into, definitely.
2: So you, you developed a plan B late, which is good, but the plan A is working out pretty well for you. So you just throw a, down the back burner. to
1: this, man. I, I'm, this is what <laughs> I want,
2: man. <laughs> yeah. You should be, you should be, you go on the right path, my brother, you're on the right path, but uh, <laughs> so the plan, the plan B just be there just in case. Right. But um, yeah, man. So I was going to equate it to like, is it, was it like you start, were you playing 2k and you were like, man, making a few trades and did some things that way. And then you start saying, you know what? I think I could do this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Nah, man. Uh, Shoot, I would just like, I just like, I don't know. I feel like I just would make good decisions. Like, I feel like I know what it takes to win in a team and like, you gotta have balance. And I think a lot of people just like, will stack, stack, stack this one certain thing. But I feel like I have an eye for like balance I think I have an eye for talent. Like I'd be telling um my cousin sometimes, like I've had like past teammates that I'd be like, yeah, he's going to the league. Like, I know I know for sure. And they wouldn't even, you wouldn't even thought it. If you would have seen them every day in practice, you would have been like, nah, like definitely not. But when I was at Clemson, my junior I played with a guy named Omax Prosper from Canada. Mm-hmm. And I told my I told my cousin, I said, bro, he has the work ethic, he cares, he got size, athleticism. Like I I'm like, he does he's not playing great in practice right now. Yeah. but like, I'm like he's going to the league i promise you and then this past year, he gets drafted by the dallas mavericks so i'm like and then and then this, there's been there's been other people that I've, that I've talked about um just to my family my friends and they've reached that level so i'm like all right like maybe i do really have an eye for this you know mm-hmm. what i mean so um it's kind of like i guess the proof is in the pudding kind of
2: sort of nice nice <laughs> that's a, uh it's a good uh I don't know, a trait to have right there. That's like, that's a good trait. So everybody that's, that's going to listen to this, make sure y'all holler at John Newman. Once he hangs it up, don't talk at him before because he's still swooping. But once I he's done, sake for a second run, holler at sir. him because he got the eye. So sir. I appreciate it. I'm going to pass this on to Neil.
0: Hey JT, before you pass the Neil, I got a quick question, John. I know you do uh, the podcast with uh, or interview with uh, John Cunningham. Remember mm-hmm. those? Yeah, yeah. I thought you did a fantastic. I think I told you that you did a fantastic job with those, mm-hmm. man. If you ever want to get in the podcast space, I think that would be good, man. Love to. You could be a co-host with us, man. I think you'd be good in that space. <laughs> nah, for sure, for sure. Hey, when I when I got a little time out of the season, I, I love I love
1: to hop on here with y'all, man. I Let's definitely it. would love that. Let's man, do it. Bro. For you sure. Signed
2: yeah. on. Done. You yeah, got it. Yes, sir.
3: Lock yep. it in. Neil? Yeah, so, John, obviously this is something I know I've got, talked to you about quite a few times this season. Your defensive game. Mm-hmm. Talk about what leads to that. Obviously, you talked about how you love to have that defensive assignment, that number one assignment each night. Mm-hmm. Talk about where you were able to kind of see and learn to, how to prepare for that number one assignment. Obviously, you missed last season in terms of preparation, how much were you able to learn from a guy like David DeJulius in that aspect? Because many people don't remember last season, he had that number one option. Now this season, it seems like you're getting the number one assignment each game, really developing that defensive game of yours. How much leadership and advice was a guy like David DeJulius was able to give you in terms of preparation to take on that number one defensive assignment? And how much do you pride your game on that?
1: Yeah, man, I, I I pride my game on it a lot. That's like, I think that's what makes what makes me different, what makes me stand out is I don't think anyone wants to guard like I do. Um, and and Dave, man, I just seeing his approach every day, like how he attacks life. Honestly, is like mm-hmm. it's like an inspiration to me. So like seeing him out there and being up, you know, it he he would have like some possessions where I was really like yo, like he's playing with his hair on fire right now. You know what I mean? He, he's going crazy. So uh, just seeing that, cause I, and I can vividly remember those moments, but I think David, even even outside of the the, the defensive side of the ball, just like the way that he approach, approaches his life, because still he's still that kind of person, just super disciplined, you know, the focus and, and t- attention to detail, uh, the intention with which he lives his life is something that um, definitely I've, I've learned from over the past couple of years of knowing him. And, um, but I feel like, you know, the spark, what sparked probably my defensive edge is me being a ninth grade at Greensboro Day School. I would, um, I would come off the bench. And so before the games, like I would have to be like the hype man on the bench. Like I'd be mm-hmm. like, let's go, like talking to the starters from the bench, you know? And then I would have to come in and guard point guards. So um, so I would come in, and, like, we play, we'd be in Dix Nationals. I, I can't remember specifically, but, like, we play like, Ben Simmons. I probably had a few minute, minutes on him. Uh, I was just guarding, like, a lot of Brandon Childress. I was guarding, like, a lot of elite point guards in high school. So um, that just kind of gave me my edge and, like, kind of helped me find an identity because, like, I wasn't out there for offense. I didn't really have any kind of offensive game yet. And at the high school level. So I was literally just out there to bring energy and um, and play defense. So I think that's kind of, that was kind of like an important part of uh, me developing that that edge on that side of the ball.
3: Yeah. So obviously you talk about Ben Simmons here. You mentioned it the other night following one of the games about how you pride in defense and that you related to the time you kind of had to go against a guy in Cassius Stanley during your time at Clemson while he was at Duke. Yeah. Outside of Cassius and Ben's, Who's been the toughest player you've had to defend? Now, obviously, that's throughout your career, from your time at Clemson to where you are now. There's been some good good opponents that came through, obviously. The 2019 Duke team stands out in mind, if you ask me personally. But who's been the toughest matchup for you?
1: Man, that's a great question. That is a great question, because it has been some dudes that have lit me up, of course. (laughs) But I probably... That's a good one. I'm a, honestly, this might be a name that y'all aren't familiar with, but he played at a University of Miami. His name's Cam McGusty. He's like super. He was just like super, like slithery, deceptive. Could shoot a little bit. wasn't a big three point shooter, but he get to his mid range. knew how to use his body. Get to his spots, um, and he was a good finisher. So for some reason, I always like he he he, get, he used to give me some problems in, in – in the uh Actually, I'm not gonna say all the time. It was just this one game in particular. <laughs> it was the one game in particular. It was my sophomore year. They had, they had they came and played us. They came to Little John, and for some reason, I was just like that. That's one thing. That was one experience that just stuck with me. I'm like, yo, I'll never like. I'm always have respect for him because he he got me that day for sure. <laughs> they had me. They had me questioning if I if I was a good defender or not after that. Oh
3: my like, god, leave.
1: I had to watch some film, man.
3: And then who who would you say would be the close second? Obviously, there's a lot of good ones. They're a close second to him, or no?
1: Close second. Um, close second. I'm gonna give respect to um, Mike Devoe, also ACC guy. Um, he played at Georgia Tech. He was a part of that um, when they won the ACC championship. He was on that team. Played there for like okay. four or five years from Florida. Uh, he's he's tough, left-handed, deceptive. Uh, yeah, like those those two guys, I definitely have a lot of respect for. They, they gave me some problems back in the past. But I, I don't think they would anymore.
0: But they did at the time. <laughs> <laughs> definitely.
3: Awesome. Well, I'll throw it back over to me.
0: Now, here's our interview with Bearcat Wing and grad student john newman the third yeah john so um i often i tell kids if you play sports you're gonna get hurt mm-hmm. and, it, and it's rare that a player plays at a high level and doesn't get hurt i mean shit we watched the super bowl last night and like important people and jt's a big 49ers fan sad day dude gets hurt running <laughs> in the game like man and he's a vital part you know of the 49ers team and that game so you you, you play sports you're going to get hurt you, you've been through your share of injuries but here with the bearcats in uh what was it 2022 you had meniscus surgery correct yep 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 you missed that whole uh missed the entire season right pretty much right you played did you play the first game was it the i
1: played first game? yeah i played the first game i played like 11 minutes yeah
0: yep and then from there on, you were you were out the, the entire season. So, And mm-hmm. I've been through knee uh, surgeries and injuries, so I can relate in, in some regards. But my question is, and I have several questions, but the first one, was there any doubts about coming back this season when you were going through that knee rehab? Is that coming back at all? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. I just, man, last year – it was just a it was just like i had i had been through so much you know my body had been through so much at that point and you know just the time that and, and energy was gonna have to take for me to even get back to baseline you know and i want to be i want to maximize my position i want to surpass it so i was like this is one hell of a fight i'm about to put up you know i would like tell myself that every day and it would be days where I would question, like, if I even have that, if I even have it in me anymore. Like, hmm. do I still have it? Like, can I can I even do this? Can I do this and and get back to the level that I wanna that I want to compete at? And you know, and 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 knowing that we're going into the Big Twelve, like, am I gonna be ready for that? You know, like, cause I I got to get back to this level, but like then I got to take it up to this level.
2: Yeah.
1: So like, I had plenty of days and nights where I would like just question myself, like, is this something I even want to do anymore? Like, get back into the game and, and risk, risk getting hurt again and have to start from square one again. So, man, like, I had so much – I had a lot of doubt. I had a lot of doubt. But, like, something just told me, like, you just can't stop, like, no matter what it is. it's like, I kind of made, like, a promise to myself. Like, I'm not going to stop no matter what. Like, I, I'm going to – It don't it don't look likely like it might not look like it. And like being like a man of faith, I was just like really just trusting God to just really just heal my body and get me back to a place where I need to be. And then it was kind of, you know, still trusting in God, but on me to do the rest, like just don't stop no matter what. I was just tell myself that and then just put your head down and grind and see where it takes you. So that's Mm -hmm. a lot of what my rehab process was like. and even and even days where like I got cleared to like walk or run, still feeling like a little uncomfortable. I still had my doubts, but you know I just you know it, it does it does no good to be like in limbo or in between about it. So I just had to you know pretty much just trust it and go for it uh, full force.
0: Yeah, I can't I can't imagine this basketball team without John Newman. Um, we definitely wouldn't have the season we we do now without you. So. You know, as you were talking about, as you go through an injury um, and anybody that deals with a major injury, you deal with self-doubt and it eventually gets replaced with self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. what did you learn about yourself going through that process to where you are now? I mean, you're playing at a at a high, high level. Man, by the way, some of them dunks you've had this year, like what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talk about self confidence, like all that self doubt through rehab. Like to see you out there jumping like that is is crazy.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to Bob, man. Shout out to Bob, man. He Bob, Bob
0: really helped me get my legs. legs back right. Talk talk about Bob. Give get, he needs some love. He needs some flowers yeah, too. Yeah, Bob. That Bob needs his flowers,
1: man. He he really helped me like just get my. He just helped put me back together. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bob and Coach Rayfield. I gotta like thank them both, especially like helping just help him put me back together, put my body back together um and and just being patient with me man bob it were it was days in the training room like we're rehabbing where like I was just like, bro, Bob, how is this gonna help me like <laughs> I'm like I'm thinking I need to do like certain whatever it might be, but like he's like, just trust me, like just trust me, I'm like, yeah bob, you I mean, you are like a legend in your field so i like i definitely just need to listen but man he had me just doing everything in the world like lifting my leg up off the off of walls doing like just in the pool 24 7. um i think that's really helped with like my uh getting my explosion back the pool for sure mm-hmm. but man just like and just like an overflow of just like just he's just like an overflow of a resource honestly like, he's a wealth of knowledge in his field. He's the best at what he does. So having somebody like that by your side to help you come back from what I was trying to come back from was huge. And then, you know, Coach Rayfeld just, you know, being patient with me in the in, in the training room. I mean, in the, in the weight room, like, not trying to force anything. You know, I remember he would tell me over the summer, like, I might be trying to, like, we might be doing squats. And he's like, John, you don't need to do the squat today. But I see everybody else doing the squat. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, I just I need to do the squat just like my team doing. Yeah, but he's like you know we're trying to be healthy for for March Madness. Like, there's a, you got to be patient with the vision. So you know, I I will say like credited them. I had a a great like supporting staff with me to kind of be patient with me and but but give me you know what I'm saying the the meat and potatoes that I needed uh, throughout that recovery process for sure.
0: Yeah. So last thing, what was your uh, favorite dunk?
1: This My season? favorite dunk this year. Yes. Ooh. will <laughs> I probably go with the UCF one. Okay. Yeah, UCF one, just cause like.
0: Talk us through it.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, it, sometimes it's a blur, but I can I can talk through this. Yeah, this one, um, pretty much like I'm in the slot, and that's like a I feel like the slot's like a good place to make plays, you know, especially if the, if it's kind of spread out. Cause then you you're playing in space, you know. And I know in college it's not a lot of space. So whenever you see something, you gotta get there. You gotta attack that. Yep. So um, I just catch it, see the basket. Like these dudes, like kind of to the side of me, not really in front of me. So I'm like, all right, buy him. And then as I'm going, I'm like, all right, uh, I'm really thinking about trying to finger roll, but I'm like, I think I want to punish him instead. <laughs> <laughs> So he's, he's kind of like playing it. I think he, like, I didn't think he was really going to jump for real because he's kind of like, kind of waiting back. And I, I think he was trying to test me and see what I was going to do. But so I just go up. I'm like, I I'm might just try it. Like, he might, he, I'm thinking, I might, he might block this, but I'm going to try him anyway. Mm-hmm. So then, like, we're in the air. I feel like, I feel like he kind of like boosted me up just a little bit and just like threw it in. Like, it was, that was crazy. It was like really like slow motion for me. I honestly I couldn't believe I made it at first. I was like, wow, I really made it. <laughs> so, but, um, but that was that was that was that was a moment right there. That was that was super fun, man. And um, just so happened, me and Omar, uh, the guy who I had dunked on, we were, we we were at an NBPA top one hundred camp together. He was my teammate at a camp like you know the camps there at UVA. They well they used to be at UVA. Okay. And now they're like somewhere in Florida, I think. Okay yeah he was my teammate at camp and i used to like just laugh around with him so that was a, that was kind of a, a,
0: a dunk on your boy like that man that's crazy john I had to do him like that man he, he shot <laughs> me like that
1: so i had to return the favor man <laughs> absolutely absolutely
0: <laughs> J, jt i'll let you take it
2: all right cool cool all right so my last question john uh all right so this is a, this is like one of those questions that we all kind of put our heads together And I said I was gonna take this one head on. I paused. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I paused
0: that. (laughs) I paused that. That was wild. That
2: was wild. But uh, (laughs) but uh, your hair Mm -hmm. is your hair part of like your superpowers? Is this something like? Because like you normally just you keep it. You got the headband. Normally you just Mm -hmm. let it flow. Like you only put the two braids in it or nothing. Is this (laughs) just like like what's your routine? Does, do you yeah. feel like you're like baby Ben Wallace with the hair, with your hair like that? Cause you, you, I got mass pictures. You see, right. you dunking, you got rebounds, hair flying. Right. And, you know, <laughs> so like, let us go through the, go through the routine of like what you do to your hair pretty much. And yeah. then like, is it something that, is it for intimidation? Is it just, does it make you feel like I'm gonna play a little bit better on the court? Like, give us, give us some details.
1: Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning, I pretty I just wet my hair for real like i will use like a a, a water bottle and like spray it is depending like really kind of like how much time I have okay or I like just like uh in the sink I'll just use a little um little gun thing with okay. the, the spray thing uh, yeah, then, yeah like if I got if I have like say I like oil my scalp the night before I'll do that so it like can get the product off pretty good okay and then uh, after that, I'll either kind of depend on like time or like how I'm feeling. I'll uh, I'll put like some uh, like castor oil in my hair,
2: right.
1: like a little scalp massage, and yeah, then just rock out. At night, sometimes sometimes I I'll like put a a scarf on. Sometimes I don't. It just depends how I feel. And then yeah, but uh, as far as like as far as on the court, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I feel like it it does add like an element of not intimidation, but from because I don't really think about how other people like are looking at me. I just yeah. feel like I don't know. I just feel like it's groovy. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: like I'm in the mix, man. Like with my hair, you know, and I and then I know it's unique. It stands yeah. out. Like no, I haven't seen anybody with hair like me ever.
0: No, we so, need
1: yeah and like people I would I remember like growing up I'd be at AAU tournaments and like like all these moms would be like what'd you do to like did you prime your hair <laughs> I am like no bro like you think I'm gonna do this like you've seen me at the past three tournaments you think I'm doing this every week <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying so yeah. like but I, I literally used to get in arguments with grown women they try to tell me like what I'm doing but um but yeah so like that's pretty much that's pretty much it and then now I got a beard so like now I could be like like, look bro like I'm not perming my beard that would be crazy
2: yeah it would be
1: crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like yeah my hair just naturally like this it's just like part of what makes me unique
2: that's what's up so when the mothers would come up to you during tournaments like did did, would they be like trying to touch your hair like to ask that too. So, <laughs> like, do you still get that? Like, do you still get people like? I mean, you're, you're pretty tall, so people can't just really reach up there right. <laughs> like that. But do you get people like asking you to touch their hair, like just randomly, like not might, might even introduce themselves or anything, like just touch your, touch your hair?
1: More so when I was younger, definitely a lot of that. Not yeah. as much anymore. My teammates were trying to touch my hair sometimes. I'm like, bro, I'm a grown man. Like, stop touching. My hair. <laughs> 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 but like, but now people are like <laughs> want to touch my beard, like. Definitely, they were like trying to, like, can I, I'm like, all right, sure. Like, <laughs> it, it depends depend who it is. Like, we got to be super duper cool. I yeah, the like, no randoms touch my face. But yeah, like, that's that's <laughs> what that's
2: kind of, yeah. yeah, they got to be in a, like a trust zone for the beer. Yeah, like, like, cool. Odie and
1: Vic, they, they always try to pull my beer. I said, bro, if you do this again, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to go ahead and threaten them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so
2: tell them to back off. Yeah. I feel that's funny. That's funny. We, we had to ask the hair question, man. So we, we greatly appreciate your answer on that. And, uh, yeah, man, hopefully nobody tries to touch your beard randomly, um, for rest of the season, at least. Right, yeah. We don't um, have no problem, man. yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to see that. I don't see anybody down on the court either, man. We need you on the court. We don't need, uh, no bad text. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll pass it over to pass it over to new.
3: Yeah, John, so you obviously just talk about a guy like Odie Aguama a little bit. I actually just got done doing an interview with him for our Bearcat Blitz show. Just talk about your relationship with Odie a little bit. I know that's your guy. He's been very open about what this has been like for you this season. Just talk about your relationship with Odie a little bit.
1: Yeah, man. That's my dog, for real, for real. Like, <laughs> that's my dog. Like, playing, we played against each other at, at uh, back in the ACC. Um, and, like, so I was kind of familiar with him before we even got up here. But I think it's just like being from North Carolina. You know, that's something we relate. You know, we relate to. Um, And then he's just a good dude, man. Like he parts of him remind me of myself. I think like sometimes we're naturally drawn to like our friends because they there's part of part of part of them we see in ourselves. So he's just like a he's just like an example for me sometimes. Um, He's. He's there like when I'm down, I'm there for him. But like that's just like that's just my dog. Like that's my dog. He he always keep a hot with me, always honest. If I'm doing if rare, this is rare, but if I'm doing anything or if I if I do decide to go out somewhere, like if he's not going, I'm not going. Mm. You know, so he's just like, we like this, man. And um, you know, I I love OE. That's my that's my guy. I don't really know what else to say. But I definitely, yeah, I I definitely uh, cherish the relationship I had with him. That's my guy.
3: Yeah, so obviously, Meach talked about the two dunks, the two putbacks. Obviously, you had the one-handed slam versus UCF, the putback on Saturday versus Houston. I actually asked Odie, I said, Odie, which one was your favorite? And he kind of stood there. He he had to think about it for a good maybe 90 seconds or so. Yeah, and he was like, I got to go with the UCF one. And I asked him why. He was like, "I, I ain't seen him bounce like that in a while. He was like. He really – he was, like, quote, unquote, he said he yammed on him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like,
3: let's, talk about, let's talk about that a little bit. How great does it seem to have, like, a guy like Odie, just nothing but pure energy? And how much does that mean to this team to have him surround you guys?
1: Yeah, man. Odie's just, like, pure energy. He just – he just love man. Like, anybody who meets Odie, like, you're going to love him, like, every time. Because he just – he just has a pure soul about him, man. And he just, likes. He might not even be always happy but like you're gonna think that he happy you know he he was actually asking me the other day he was like he was like you good and I was like yeah and he was like for real I'm like bro he was like you don't you don't seem like you're good I'm like bro I, I lie every day like <laughs> like if if I or well, if I'm like on like if I'm good or not you know because like I might not I might try, be trying to seem good like maybe I'm trying to fake it and if that's the case with OE he does it way better than I do because sometimes I wear it on my sleeve, but Odie just seems like he's just happy. He just has a spirit about him and he, he brings that every day. And so I think that's been like something that our team has needed, you know, um, just, you know, just, just who, him bringing who he is every day just adds so much value to our team, like the energy, the consistency. He shows up every day, no matter if it goes his way or not. You know, I think we all have something to learn from that because, you know, it's as, a, as people, as a human, it's natural whenever things aren't going your way to like be in your feelings or so. But he never and, and he might have these moments, but he never brings it to work like he never he never shows it. So I think and that's something like, like I've learned, like you got to you got to show up how you need to like you need to present how you need to be presented every single day. And that's what he does. So, that's some, that's one thing that I admire about him. And I feel like he's adding a, a ton of value to our team.
3: And finally, for me, the dunk versus UCF. Day Day Thomas actually told Russ and I mm-hmm. that uh, was played on loop for a few days in the locker room. Most of the team's initial reaction following that win?
1: Yeah, man. That was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, they just kept telling me how crazy it was. And, like, they were surprised. I'm like, bro, y'all didn't know I could jump, bro? Like. <laughs> <I'm> like, like <laughs> i always like i never thought I, I had the most bounce but like i thought i could jump decently i'm like bro why are y'all so surprised <laughs> people
3: don't realize too like the vertical is what 40 inches roughly that not know? Well, it's, somewhere, it's
1: somewhere around there so i was like all right like because <laughs> i don't i don't really dunk in practice for real so like I guess that's that's you know what you see every day. It might be your expectation, but yeah, I was like, all right, y'all, like here it is. I guess.
2: <laughs> see, so they were trying to play you a little bit, huh?
1: Right, they were trying to play me, man. Like I don't got no legs no more, man. I know I'm old, man. I still watched got something the Clemson to tape, man. tape a little bit. They
3: didn't watch the Clemson tape times when you had those dunks down at Clemson too. They forgot about that.
0: They're on the road to tape, man. I I'm still in the game, man. <laughs> yeah john we hey john listen man we we really appreciate you taking the time to come on here we know you got practice in a little bit um good luck versus iowa state and then um you know keep leading keep leading by example keep working on leading vocally i'm looking forward to watching this team improve every single game hopefully make it to that final four then anything happens from there for sure for sure man
1: just gotta get there man i got you i appreciate you I appreciate y'all for having me. We're going to keep climbing, keep
0: clawing, man, for sure. Yep. JT and Neil, you have any parting words? Oh, man.
1: Yeah, we I just appreciate,
2: appreciate you coming on, John. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, same, man. Appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, keep rocking out. For sure. All right, brother.
0: We appreciate it, John. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. See y'all. I'll catch you at practice. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Yeah. Appreciate it. Later, bro. Yeah. Yep not only player but person he'll be successful in whatever he does in life so jt i want to get your thoughts on the interview
2: yeah i thought it was real real good insightful interview um just like you said i think whatever he chooses to do he'll be successful just a great personality uh real thought out real thoughtful um young man uh thought it was a great man had it had a lot of laughs in that one so i think that you know the bearcat nation people that have that will listen to it and have listened to it, I think they will enjoy it a lot.
3: No doubt. Neil, uh, your, your thoughts? Yeah. Tremendous, tremendous interview with John Newman. Everyone knows the kind of player he is off the court, but now they get the opportunity to see what he's like off the court and what this journey has been like for him. And I thought it was real inspirational about what he had to say about overcoming the knee injury, the – preparation in the rehab process with Coach Rayfeld and Bob Mangine and how how much he really appreciates them. So it was kind of cool to take that deep inside look at what that process was like for him. Obviously, it's never easy coming off a grueling injury like that, but just to see all the hard work pay off for him, especially after missing a whole season, is fantastic to see. But overall, just a fantastic interview. And we really appreciate John for taking time out of a busy schedule to come on and chat with us.
0: Yeah, no question. Um, I look forward to to the basketball interviews with the players. Um, you know, the coach Chad Dollar interview was a lot of fun. But man, it's really cool to talk to the players when they're in the season, learn a little bit more about their mindset. And I love how, you know, John was vulnerable and said that, hey, I've got to improve on my vocal leadership. And I think as his vocal leadership continues to improve, we'll see this basketball team improve every single day. And hopefully make that run in march make it to the final four so we want to thank all the bearcat fans out there for listening to the bearcat tip-off talk podcast interview series sponsored by meyer windows doors and more go bearcats